Isaac and Rebekah wanted their son Jacob to find a righteous woman to marry, to help him stay on the covenant path. They told him not to take a wife from Canaan, but to go to the house of Rebekah's brother Laban. God would bless Jacob to be fruitful and multiply, inherit the chosen land he'd given to Abraham, and receive the gospel, the priesthood, and the blessings of eternal life. His brother Esau had married Hittite women, not of the covenant, but also one of the blessings that Isaac promised to Jacob of marrying a covenant wife, and to please his father, he married one of Ishmael's daughters. As Jacob traveled to Haran, he camped one night and slept on a pillow made of stones. God showed him in a dream a ladder that stretched from the earth to heaven, with angels going up and down it. He saw the Lord standing above it, who said, I am the Lord God of Abraham thy father, and the God of Isaac. He told Jacob that this land would be given to him and his posterity, who would be as numerous as the dust of the earth, and would spread across the land and bless all the families of the earth. He said, I am with thee, and will keep thee in all places whither thou goest, and will bring thee again into this land, for I will not leave thee until I have done that which I have spoken of. Jacob woke up, and realizing how sacred this experience was, said, Surely the Lord is in this place, and I knew it not. This is none other but the house of God, and the gate of heaven. He got up early the next morning, and put the stone he had slept on as a pillar to God's house, poured oil on top of it, and called the place Bethel, which means the house of God. God renewed with Jacob the same covenants he had made with Abraham and Isaac. Jacob realized these covenants were like the rungs on the ladder he would have to climb to obtain the promised blessings that allowed him to enter heaven and be with the Lord. Just as Bethel became a holy place for Jacob to make sacred covenants, temples in our day are holy places where we also make sacred covenants that bring us to God and his blessings. Jacob arrived at a well and asked if the men there knew Laban the son of Nahor and if he was well. They told him that Laban's daughter Rachel was coming to the well with his sheep. She arrived, and Jacob kissed her, and lifted up his voice and wept. He told her who he was, and she ran home and told her father about him. Laban ran to the well to meet Jacob, gave him a hug and a kiss, and brought him to his house. Jacob stayed with them for a month, and Laban said that since he was family, he should be paid for serving him, and asked Jacob, What shall thy wages be? Laban had two daughters. Leah, the oldest, was tender-eyed, which could have meant her eyes were weak, without sparkle, ordinary, plain, or maybe were her best feature. The younger daughter, Rachel, was beautiful and well-favored. Jacob loved and wanted Rachel and told Laban that he would serve him for seven years if he could marry her. Laban agreed, and Jacob worked hard, saying that the time seemed unto him but a few days for the love he had to her. Jacob told Laban that he had fulfilled the agreement and asked for Rachel to be his wife. Laban made a wedding feast, and that evening he actually took Leah to Jacob. The next morning Jacob discovered that he had been given Leah instead of Rachel, and asked why Laban had tricked him. Laban said that in his country the custom was that the oldest daughter must be married before the youngest, and told Jacob that after the week-long wedding celebration he could also marry Rachel if he would serve him for another seven years. Jacob agreed and said that he loved Rachel more than Leah and the Lord approved of this plural marriage relationship. Both women were each given handmaidens, Bilhah for Rachel and Zilpah for Leah, that were their direct property, and any children that the maids later had would be seen as the legal children of either Rachel or Leah. When the Lord saw that Leah was hated 
loved less or not as favored as Rachel, he opened her womb, and she had a son that she named Reuben, meaning, Look, a son, and said, Surely the Lord hath looked upon my affliction, and now my husband will love me. She then had three more sons named Simeon, whose name means hearing, Levi, meaning joined, and Judah, whose name means praise. Jacob now had four sons from Leah, and she could not have any more. Rachel, who was barren, asked Jacob to give her children, or else I die. He was angry and asked, Am I in God's stead, who hath withheld from thee the fruit of the womb? Rachel then gave her handmaiden Bilhah to Jacob for a wife to give him children. Bilhah had two sons, Dan, whose name means he is judged, and Naphtali, meaning my wrestling, because the two sisters had struggled with each other. Leah now gave her handmaiden Zilpah to Jacob for another plural wife to give him more children, and she had two sons, one named Gad, whose name means good fortune, and a son named Asher, meaning happy. One day Leah's son Reuben found mandrakes in a field. They're a fruit that helped a woman become fertile and have children, and he gave them to his mother. Rachel asked for them, but Leah said no. Rachel then said that Leah could spend that night with Jacob in exchange for the mandrakes. Leah became pregnant and had a son named Issachar, meaning hire or wage, a son named Zebulon, meaning exalted abode, and a daughter named Dinah, meaning God will judge. God remembered Rachel, and she had a son named Joseph, meaning to add or take away or to gather. And Jacob now had eleven sons and a daughter. Jacob was faithful to his covenants, and the Lord blessed him with great wealth. He finally finished working for Laban and wanted to return to Canaan. Laban wanted him to stay because he had learned by experience that the Lord blessed him for his sake. He asked Jacob to choose his wages, and Jacob separated his speckled, spotted, and brown goats and brown sheep, and took them three days away. Laban's son said that Jacob had taken away all that was their father's, and Jacob saw a change in Laban's countenance. The Lord told him to return to the land of his fathers and kindred, and said, I will be with thee. Jacob talked with his wives about how Laban had mistreated and deceived him by changing his wages ten times and about his dream where God told him to return to the land of Canaan. His wives told him, Whatsoever God hath said unto thee, do. They gathered their flocks to prepare for the trip. But Rachel stole some of her father's images, which could have been idols. Laban discovered they were missing, and chased after Jacob and his family until he caught up with them seven days later. The Lord protected Jacob, as he had promised, and came to Laban in a dream. He told him to be careful to speak not to Jacob either good or bad. Laban asked Jacob why he had stolen away his daughters from him in secret and not even allowed him to kiss them goodbye. He told Jacob that it was in the power of his hands to hurt him, but the God of his father told him not to speak or harm him. Laban searched Jacob's tents but did not find the images that Rachel had stolen. She hid them under a cushion she was sitting on and told her father that she couldn't stand up because the monthly time of women was upon her. Laban didn't find the images, and Jacob reminded him how he had mistreated him for the past twenty years. They made a covenant to not harm each other, and each went their way. Jacob knew that he received the birthright and the blessing from his father, but Esau was still in Canaan, and had threatened to kill his brother when they parted twenty years earlier. Jacob knew that by returning, Esau would know that he was coming to inherit his birthright and blessing. On his journey back, Jacob met angels of God. He was afraid and distressed how his brother would receive him and sent messengers to tell Esau that he'd spent the last 20 years with Laban 
and was returning to Canaan with his flocks and servants, hoping to find grace in his sight. They returned and told Jacob that they met Esau traveling with 400 men to meet him. Jacob was afraid and divided his family and flocks into two groups in case Esau and his men attacked them so at least one group could escape. Jacob earnestly prayed that the Lord would protect and deliver him and his family from Esau's anger. He wrestled all night for a blessing from God, and because of his faith, persistence, and determination, God answered his prayers and changed his name to Israel, meaning one who prevails with God. For as a prince hast thou power with God and with men. Jacob prepared a gift of his flocks for his brother and told his servants to drive them in groups and to tell him they were Jacob's gift to him. He saw Esau coming and also divided his wives and children into groups. He passed through them and bowed seven times before Esau. Esau ran to meet Jacob and hugged and kissed him. He asked who all the women and children were. Jacob told him they were the children that God had graciously given to him. Esau also asked about the flocks he'd passed by. Jacob said they were gifts for him. He told Jacob that he already had enough, and he should keep these for himself. But Jacob said that God had dealt graciously with him, and Esau should take the gifts, which he did. Jacob traveled to Succoth and built a house and places for his flocks. He then went to Shalem and built an altar called El Eloi Israel, meaning God is the God of Israel. Like Jacob, we may find ourselves in our own wilderness, seeking a blessing from God, and whenever it comes, we'll find the Lord is in this place. While God always hears us, in His wisdom He does not always give us what we ask for, but He does give us exactly what we need. Esau taught us about the power of forgiveness, and his reunion with Jacob was one of the most beautiful scenes of reconciliation in the Bible. He realized that his relationship with his brother was most important and humbly accepted Jacob as the true inheritor of the birthright and blessing. And this is Genesis chapters 28 through 33 in the Old Testament. Look for hidden images located throughout the video. You can download a coloring page and activity books for each section on Etsy at PonderFun. Visit our new PonderFun.com website and Facebook page to find more fun things to do. And you can listen to these as a podcast. Please like and share these videos with anyone you think might enjoy them. Also, please subscribe to this PonderFun YouTube channel, and you'll be notified whenever I make new videos. Thanks again for watching, and find some time this week to ponder.